Es war ein Wort in Parsha Schlach, ein Wort von der Imre Emes. Ich mentioned the Bruch, that Moshe Rabbeinu gave Yeshia Benin, Ko Yeshiach und Metzas Malagdam. And he changed his name and he gave him a Bruch. So why did Moshe Rabbeinu have to give a Bruch to Yeshia Benin? Why was he afraid that he needed a Bruch? So he explains that the Teva of a Unav, somebody who is very humble, automatically is not a Tak of Bedatoi. He doesn't always stand on his... Uh, for his opinions, to stick up for his rights. Very often he could be influenced by other people, or he could at least give in to other people when, when other people uh, think differently than him. And Moshe Vayim was afraid that the Maraglim, being the Nasim that they were, being the Hushva people that they were, might have influence on Yeshia Benin, and he won't be able to stick up for himself. And that's why he gave him this bruchah. He saw that because of his anivis, he needed a bruchah that would help him you know, do the right thing. And he mentions them, Ramos, that that's what happens when it comes to Yiddishkeit. Very often people... Um, are too forgiving whether it's coming from humility or it's just coming from a lack of confidence or whatever it is and it comes to some Yiddishkeit issue where somebody should be somebody should be sticking up for Kvad Hashem and because he doesn't have the strength that's why he just gives in and he'll, he'll do what other people say that he should be doing and it's a big problem and that's where we need the and he says that to have the, the, the right understanding of when and where to be strong and when and where to give in when a person should be should be more confident and firm and know that this is the Kvod Hashem that's where he has to stick up for the right thing. And then the other times when no, maybe it's just maybe it's just your ego getting in the way and you should be giving it to other people and you should be uh, letting yourself be influenced by other people's opinions. So for that you need a lot of Seth to know when, when and where is the right time you know, to be firm and when, is, and when is the right time to give in. I think that when it comes to Chena <clears throat> Chabunam, I think we all understand that you know, the, the position of parents is to be Mechanech. The, the, the position of parents is to tell a child right from wrong. And sometimes we take it overboard. Sometimes we see our, our job or our position as controlling, authoritarian, you know, I'm the one that's going to tell you what to do, you're my child, and you have to listen to me, and who do you think you are to have an opinion? And over there I think as well, we need that siyat deshmaya, the same siyat deshmaya, to know when do, you, when do you stay strong in something that you told your child, when, when is it, you know, this is what I said and I'm the parent, and when is it, no, maybe it's just, maybe it's just me getting in the way, and not knowing how to make space for someone else, and not realizing that maybe my child does have an opinion of his own, and maybe it's nothing wrong if I let him do what he wants. So this is just something to think about, and um, mention the question that somebody sent in. I have a question about my five-year-old son, a UV blue. Okay, so for those of you who took my course or read my book, you probably know what that means. Um, let's just call it a sensitive child. He has three of his tops that he doesn't like. He refuses to put it on. And as a parent, what's my role? For a UV child, should I give in and not force him? So I'm just going to explain the question a little better. If because he's very sensitive and he doesn't like when I tell him what to do, does that mean that I should just give him, give in and let him wear whatever he wants? And should I make sure only what he likes he wears? Or to tell him that, that that's what we have and this is what he has to wear? Thank you. Okay. Short and sweet. Um, I guess you can see it also as a general question about parenting and not only... You know, for a sensitive child. But yeah, the question is, you know, I have a child, very picky about what he wants to wear, which often happens with sensitive children, whether because of sensory issues or just because of pickiness and, and, and whatever it is that they, they're very careful and very specific about what they like. Um, should I let him, should I give him and let him wear the few things that he does like and not wear the things he doesn't like? Or no, you know, it's time for me to tell him what to do. And he can be telling me what he's going to wear at age five. So I think the first thing that we want to mention, Take, is that... Um, Whenever you want a child to do something, okay, and I'm also a parent, I know that it's not always easy, this part, but whenever you want a child to do anything, because that's what I said, 
you know, it's, it's so important to try to differentiate between right and wrong when it comes to telling a child what to do. And I think the first question you want to ask yourself is, what, why do you want him to do this? Is it because you believe it's really good? Is it because you believe that this is what's supposed to happen? If it's, is it because you believe that if he doesn't, it's going to be a problem? Or just because this is what I want? And very often we see ourselves as in the position of control when it comes to children. Who are you to tell me what you want? Why don't you do what I want? Now, as natural as that is, that mindset, but it's something to think about. Why do you want someone else to do what you want just because you have the right or the ability or the power? Is that all it is? Maybe, maybe there's nothing wrong with him doing the way he wants. Now, the point is not to let a child do whatever he wants, but just to realize, is it important or is it not important? And I think sometimes it is and sometimes it isn't. I'll never forget, I heard somebody once mentioning to a mechamech, a big mechamech, and, somebody, and he was talking to somebody about, oh, how's it going with your children? And he said, yeah, I'm learning the hard way. He said, what do you mean? You've got to pick your battles with kids. This is what the parent told us, Mechanach. You've got to pick your battles. You have to know where your kishtelzich, you know, where to put your foot down. And the answer they gave right away on the spot was just something that hit me. And he said, pick your bat- why are you battling your children? Now, obviously, it's only a phrase we call pick your battles, but very often you don't realize that's what you're doing. You're battling your child, and you're picking your battles to know where you can win and where you have to give in. Why are you battling anyone? Maybe it's okay in a lot of instances to let a child do what he wants. Because if you don't tell him not to, there's nothing wrong with it yet. And I tell this to parents often. By the time you tell a child you have to do ABC and he doesn't, you know, he's doing something wrong because you have to listen to a parent. But who asked you to tell him that? You don't always have to tell him what to do and then make it into an issue when he's not listening to you. Maybe you don't have to battle him in the first place if that's all it really is. Now, there are, there are times that, that it's important to tell a child what to do. There are times that a child wants to wear something that's not good for him either because it's too cold outside, or because it makes a certain impression, or because of something that whatever other people may, may think about him, or I, I don't know, there are times that it's important. I'll, I'll tell you the truth, there are. But sometimes it's not important, and sometimes it's just because I'm the parent, and I like this dress, and my daughter doesn't like it, but, but because I'm the parent, I think she should wear what I want. Why am I not allowed to dress the kids the way I want? Why can't they wear the perm costume I want? And when you think about it, why, yeah, why can't you just let the child wear what the child feels comfortable in? So it's just something to think about. Now, obviously, all this goes. Uh, there happens to be a cert- there has to be a certain balance, a certain moderation, a certain uh, normal approach when it comes to these things. And I think when it comes to anything in regard to parenting and anything in life, for that matter, there has to be a certain balance. Just recently, I was talking to somebody. He tells me, you know, I'm not even mentioning aside from the problem of him and his wife not being on the same page, um, but the difference of opinion was so was so extreme. It was. It was just that alone was a problem. One of them, not, let's not even say who, either the father or the mother, um, felt that you should never tell a child what to do, never hurt a child, never discipline a child. He's only a child, you have to be nice to him. Could be this was coming from some interesting upbringing that this parent had, and then they wanted to do the opposite, like many parents try to do the opposite of what they were brought up with. But you're talking about extreme situations where a child can be breaking things or hitting a parent, and the parent not doing anything because of it, because I don't want to. I don't want to be too strict with a child. She's talking about letting a kid do whatever he wants. I think everyone understands there's something wrong with that. You're not, you're not being mechanic a child. And then the other way, which was the opposite, which turned into a major shown bias issue, was, no, he's a child. I'm going to tell him what to do. And you don't have to be afraid of him. And there's no reason to, to resist. And he has to learn. And, and all of a sudden, you find yourself a whole day telling him, do this, don't do that. And not letting him, not letting him be a person. So there's definitely a certain amount of balance that everything a chinuch needs when it comes to telling a child what to do. Do you tell him everything what to do or nothing what to do? Well, obviously, it's somewhere in the middle. Now, I do want to mention the Mova Shomash, which is an interesting Mova Shomash. And today, I, you know, people might have an issue with it, but if the Mova Shomash wouldn't say it, 
I, you know, maybe I wouldn't have to mention it, but the Heidegger of Hashem says something about Chinech Abunem in Pashas Matas. He says that we should be Mechanach children from when they're very young and they don't have Yerei Yetzatoyev. They don't have Yetzatoyev until they're 13, right? And Pesach HaTesorevitz. And everything they're doing is Masa Yetzatoyev, he calls it. And we have to teach them that they shouldn't be stubborn and they shouldn't get angry and they should be patient and they shouldn't do everything that they want and when things don't go their way, they're going to lose it. And you have to teach them to eat things that they don't want to eat. And he says that even when a child um, doesn't want to eat something, sometimes you have to force them. This, this is what we're eating now. You don't have to grow up with shlechte midas. I do whatever I want, and, and if things aren't my way, then... Eh? And, and when they're young, that's when you could teach them this. So when a child is young, he doesn't want to eat something, you tell him, listen, this is what there is for supper, and this is what you're going to eat. I don't know if he means to hold his hands and you know, push it down his throat, but not to give in, and not to make him too comfortable where he grows up thinking that everything goes my way. So this, this is the, you know, this is the wisdom of Shomosh. And he says that if you give in too much to a child, or you let him do what he wants, then slowly he gets more and more um, comfortable with himself and the things that he wants, and he does things the way he wants, and, and he grows up to be a Kassan Gaia, right? A Balgaven, a Balkassan. So, again, I, I don't think that anyone's going to say that you should only be feeding a child things he doesn't like. I don't think anyone's going to say that, that force in the Shomosh's terms means that you should, you know, nail him down and, and, and force him. But it does mean that you, you should be careful about not making a child too comfortable. So, you know, that's, that's just, uh, you know, when we're talking about should I, should I make my child wear something or not make him wear something, that's the balance. If you're always going to let him wear whatever he wants, you're definitely being mashrish in him, some not good midas, not good teva, where he feels that everything has to go his way. And if you always make him wear things that he doesn't want, then he'll probably get very resentful and you're not letting him, you know, grow and be a person. He, you're basically just using him, you know, to, to dress your doll, your doll the way you want something to be dressed. So I think that's... That's um, an important balance to take into account. Now, there's an idea about avoiding conflict when it comes to any relationship and when it comes to children. I think it's so important. Very, very often, I tell parents, you know, don't, don't challenge your child this way because I don't think he'll be able to handle it. And, and, and parents look at me and say, what do you mean? Who's going to teach him? As if we're out there to teach a child that I'm going to tell you what to do even if you don't like it and you're always going to be able to handle it. You're always going to have to handle it. And same thing when it comes to other relationships, when it comes to strong bias and other things. I thought, you know, don't, don't tell your spouse this and this thing. She, she won't handle it. Don't, don't say it. Don't, don't blame her for something or don't um, accuse her or, or don't demand something of her that she won't be able to uh, come across. And I said, why not? What, what type of thing is this? Her, her whole life, nobody's allowed to tell her what to do. Now, th- there's definitely a, a very strong point in relationships of not challenging somebody more than they could tolerate. And it's fine in Chinuch as well. Right? We know that... Um, Chazal teach us you can't hit a child that's 13 years old because he might hit you back and you're going to be you don't want to you don't want to cause him to have an assignment that he might not be able to withstand if he's already 13 and you're hitting him he might have the audacity to hit you back so don't hit him and when you think about it what do you mean when he's 13 that's when he's a barchiiva that's when he's not allowed to hit me back anymore now, now I have to be careful and not challenge him it's his problem if he hits me back I already said I don't have to be careful what he does anymore the answer is no just the opposite you're not allowed to hit a child if you won't be able to handle it. In my cipher, where I have a Pairakan Chinach Abunam, I mentioned a Ritva, I think it is, and others as well, Pelioyot, that say that when the when Chazal tells us that by 13 years old you shouldn't be challenging a child in a way that he won't be able to handle, they say that it doesn't just mean age. It doesn't mean that because they're age 13, there are child, their children that are from 13, you could, at 13, 14, they, they won't hit you back. And there are children that at 8, 9 will hit you back. And he says that's what it depends on. If a child, based on his personality, based on his, uh, you know, wherever he's holding in life, if he's going to hit you back, you can't hit him. Think about it. I mean, I'm not, not going to hit my child. Who does he think he is? I'll hit him. If he hits me back, I'll hit him twice. 
That's not the point. You, you shouldn't be challenging someone in a way that they won't be able to handle it. This is even with children. Certainly not with a spouse and other people. You know, definitely the same idea with naive is in Michel. So back to this thing over here, when it comes to controlling children, on the one hand, right, even after you're taking into account, is it just a control issue or, or is it really important? That's first of all. You decide it's important. Um, and, and yeah, like I mentioned, there's a point in not letting a child do whatever he wants because you want to teach him. You want to teach him to not have everything go his way. On the other hand, you don't want to challenge a child too much. You don't want to challenge a child in a way that it's going to be too hard for him. There's definitely the idea of understanding him and realizing that you know this, this is what he needs right now. This is what's going to make him happy. This is what's going to help him go to Chayyid happily. This is what's going to help him learn properly. This is what's going to help him feel good about himself and about me and about our relationship. So there's definitely a very strong balance to take into account. Um, so maybe part of it depends on, well, if you're buying something now for him to wear, maybe buy something that he'll like. Because there's no point in challenging him and making it too hard for him. Maybe once you bought it or he thought he liked it already, maybe it's okay to tell him, listen, this is what we have. You know, definitely a certain amount of balance and moderation when it comes to things like this. Now, I do want to mention another thing, and that is that the question is about a five-year-old. Okay, so when it comes to a five-year-old, you know, I think people understand that the child's only five, and if you're going to let him do whatever he wants at age five, I mean, what's, what's he going to turn into? So it's okay to tell him, listen, this is what we have today. But what parents don't realize sometimes, and I've spoken about this, I've spoken about this before, and I see it with myself, the difference between when a child is three and a child is six and a child is 13 is not such a big difference because children grow slowly. They, they grow one day at a time. It's very hard for parents to realize, okay, now he's at a different stage in life. You know, a Rebbe or a teacher in a classroom, if he's in a second grade or a third grade, you, you get the child the next year, you know, it's like a different level between second grade and third grade because a whole year later and you're starting with a whole new age group. With a child at home, you know, he grows so slowly that you don't realize when is he really big? When do things change? And you'll notice sometimes people are addressing, people are addressing, I mean dressing, addressing a 10-year-old the way they address a 5-year-old because they never changed their, their, their um, method, they never changed their mahalach with this child. So at age 5, they were dressing the kid exactly the way they wanted because they understood that, you know, a little baby, he's intended what he wants to wear. And at age 10, they're still dressing the child. And age 13 also, and age 18 also, still telling a child, do wear this, don't wear that, put it this way, wear your hat, turn it, do button you And you don't realize that at some point, you know, at some point you have to let a child grow up. And you should know people do this not only with children, people do it with their, with their spouse. And people do it with all, with all the children as well. So this is definitely, you know, just recently somebody was telling me he was going to a simcha. And I'll mention that he's almost 40 years old. And his, his, his mother called him up and told him how to dress for the simcha. And I'm not going to go into specifics, but it was, it was, it was definitely out of place. Okay? Last simcha you wore, you're talking about a man, not even talking about a woman. Last time he wore this, he didn't wear that, and the other men are wearing really something else. And at age forty, now it might sound a little funny, but I hear people talking about this all the time: being mechanic forty-year-olds, being mechanic sixty-year-olds. At what point does it stop? And it doesn't stop by forty. It doesn't stop by thirty. You know, at some point, when a child gets older, you just have to realize that something changed over here, and it changed very gradually. You may not have noticed where it changed or when it changed. So my point is that even if it, when a child is very young, at age three or five, you realize that it doesn't make sense to let him wear whatever he wants. And, and it's just some kind of obsession or some kind of I don't know what and he's trying to copy a friend and I can put my foot down nothing's going to happen but slowly at some point it does make sense to give a child a little more uh, liberty and a little more um, space to make their own decision when it comes to something personal like what they want to wear especially like I mentioned before if the whole reason why you don't want them to wear something is just your own personal taste and really nothing important at all and I'll also mention that at some point, unfortunately, this is where it turns from something trivial into something very important, is when people lose their children. People don't realize. A child becomes a teenager, a child becomes a young adult and then an older adult, and then they get married, 
and you're still trying to educate them, and all of a sudden the, the relationship goes sour, and they're not they're not turn, and they're not asking anything anymore, and they're barely talking to you, and you're getting all resentful about it without realizing that if you're not going to treat them like an adult, they're just going to run away from you. Now I know it sounds very terrible. I'm not I'm not validating any teenager or any adult for that matter, whoever turned the cold shoulder to a parent chazvushuda, but I hear it all the time. Just last week I was talking to a boy. Um, he's twenty. He's 20, 21, over 20, let's say, and, and living at home and just not having a normal relationship with his parents because I'm, I'm 21, they don't want to acknowledge that. So does he, is he allowed to not be dedicated to the parents? No, of course not. But are parents allowed to do something that's going to cause him to not be dedicated? Also not. So that's just another thing to mention when we're talking about addressing five-year-olds that you have to realize who we're talking about and when and what the issue is and then realize what the balance is and then understand that this definitely needs to change over the years. Now, let's say you understand that you don't want to control a child and you do understand that what's important to a child to wear or makes him feel good, maybe it's the right thing to let him wear it. So where, where do you draw the line? Where do you realize that, you know, I'm, I'm ready to let you do what you want, but it still has to have a, a certain balance? And this is something I talk about often in a lot of relationships and it's always just, you just have to tweak it for the example and that is that I'm not going to control you. I'm not going to tell you what to do. You don't, you don't have to do exactly what I want. It doesn't say anywhere that I'm supposed to tell you every minute of the day what to be doing. You just like you just like I understand that you don't always have to eat whatever I want you to eat. You don't always have to dress whatever I want you to dress in. But when it when it controls you as a parent, and you're busy dancing around the desires of a child, that's something else. In other words, let's say your child um, has six shirts to wear and only likes three of them. Okay, that's fine. Wear the three you like. But what happens if all three are on the laundry? And there's nothing to wear, and he, he refuses to put on another one. Do you have to now do a load of laundry to accommodate his, you know, his, because this is his whim. He doesn't want to wear the other ones. That's where it's important to know how to tell a child and to tell yourself, listen, I'm not forcing you out to wear, but now I'm not in the mood of doing laundry. I do laundry tomorrow night. So you can either wear what you wore yesterday, if it's not too dirty, and if you're okay with a child wearing it again, um, or you can wear something else. It's very important for a child to realize. Now, I don't know if at age five he's understand exactly the dynamics of uh, when yes and when not. But the idea of, even if I don't control you, it doesn't mean that I should be controlled by you. And that's a very important you know, uh, um, idea and balance in every relationship and every, in every issue. Now, whenever you're telling somebody, okay, I know with a five-year-old, these communication ideas are a little, uh, not so applicable, but whenever you're telling anyone, listen, um, I can't do this for you. Right? I'm not going to let myself be controlled, basically, and accommodate you in a way that, that imposes upon me. It's always important to preface it with, I wish I could do it for you. It's so important. It just gives a certain bumper to the message. I want to do this for you. I want to be there for you. I want to come for you. I want to take you. I want to give you. I want to accommodate you. It's hard for me. If you just start off like, listen, it's hard for me. I don't know what you want from me. And that becomes more emotionally challenging for somebody to hear. Like, oh, I thought you were going to be nice to me. I thought you care about me. All of a sudden, you're just you're not taking care of me. Yeah, I want to. It's very hard for me. I wish I could have that shirt that you want for you. It's dirty now, and I don't have the time to do laundry. I'll do it a bit from tomorrow. You'll see, but tomorrow night it will be washed, and then the next morning you'll have the shirt you want, and I'll be so happy that I can give it to you. So if that's the case, you know, would you know how to not let yourself be controlled, that already gives a certain balance to when you're going to tell someone what to do and when not. In other words, I'm not telling you what to wear, but you can tell me what to do to make sure that you have what you want exactly to wear. So I think that's just a certain balance that um, helps understand when and where. And there's something, like I said, in every relationship. I understand what you want, and I wish I could help you, and I'm not going to tell you what to do, but wherever it does impose upon me, that's, that's a different story. So, like I said, when, when you're buying the clothes, you want to buy something a child will like instead of something he won't like because he'll feel good about himself, I'd rather buy something he likes, if, 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 if that's the option and it's not out of, out of whack or whatever else. 
when it comes to accommodating his wishes and doing things that impose upon you and are not you know, in the regular routine of things because that's what he wants and he won't settle on anything else, that's where I think you're feeding a problem, letting him know that whatever you want is going to happen and you can just tantrum and put your foot down and, and, and everyone's going to work along. So I think that's, that's important. Now, when it comes to these things, you want to be clear in advance. You don't want to wait till the child is tantruming in the morning and try to explain to him that, you know, we do laundry tomorrow night and I'm not going to do it now. It's always important to say things when it's calm, to explain what yes and what not, when the shirt will be available, when the top won't be available, and things like that. And more importantly, very important, be consistent. Be consistent. If sometimes you don't have koyach and you just give into a tantrum, and sometimes you put your foot down and you don't, you're mixing up a child, and that's why they start, they start um, um, tantruming. Because they know that sometimes they get their way. So that's something, it's very important to be consistent. Now when a child nags, also something so important people don't realize, when a child is nagging about something, when a child is asking for something too many times, when a child is, is, is putting up a fuss, most often they're not doing it because they're difficult. Most often they're not doing it because oh, what's wrong with this kid is because it works. You'll see. Most children are not going to be putting up a fuss about something that doesn't work. In most cases, when a, when a child is putting up a real fuss, it's because it worked in the past or they're trying it out now for the first or second time. If a child knows in advance this yes and this not, and you're very consistent, and nothing's changing, you can put your foot in, you can stamp, and you can scream, and you can miss your bus, and you could you throw your pillow, but but you're still not going to get this thing. Most most often they won't do that, and you'll notice the things that a child does does nag and does put up a fuss about, and the things that they don't, and you'll realize that very often, you know, it's the things that they, they know that they might be able to control by putting up a fuss, and the things that they know that they won't be able to control by putting up a fuss. So it's it's up to you. It's up to you to not let yourself be controlled and to not let yourself give in to, you know, to tantrums. And let me just end with this, because I mentioned earlier this, this um, situation that I dealt with, with a, which turned into a Sean Bias problem. Very often you'll realize that a child is nagging one parent and not the other parent. Why is that? Very simple. They know that this one won't give in to them and this one will. That's, that's how it works. Now, aside from the Sean Bias aspect, where children should see that parents are on the same page, and that one child is saying no it's not available now and you can't have it now. The other one's saying, come on, why are you doing that to him? He's only a kid. Never do that in front of a child, ever. But even when you're not doing it in front of a child, even when, you're, when your Shalom Ba'ez issue is not causing a chinuch problem, right? But the fact that a child is nagging one and not the other, it just goes to show. Now, in most cases, it's normal. I'm not going to say it's not normal. Most children know the difference between Tati and Mami and the difference of approach and, and know where to ask which one for what. Which one will give more snack, which one will give doubles, which one won't, which one will let them stay up later. It's not terrible. Children are allowed to know their parents. But I'm just saying that in, in cases where you want to be consistent and you want to be firm and you want to let a child know in advance you know, what is and what isn't acceptable, it's important that Tati and Mami are on the same page and is discussed. And the child knows in advance what we're talking about. And automatically it gives a certain amount of structure, a certain amount of balance, a certain amount of consistency. That's something, it's something that makes a child feel good to know, to know in advance, yes or no. Children don't like that, that instability where one day it's okay and one day it's not okay. One day I get screamed at for asking, one day, one day they're in a good mood and they let me do what I want. It's not healthy. So it's very important to have that consistency and for Tati Mami to be on the same page. So in short, should you tell your child exactly what to wear? No, not always. You should definitely let child, children pick. But when it comes and it controls you, that maybe that's the, the place and situation where you're going to be teaching a child, like the Mofa Shumash says, you can't do everything you want. It's not good for you. So it's not good for you to let a child do whatever he wants. It's not healthy for him. It's not healthy for you. And I just hope for the right amount of balance. Like I started off, you know, you need to know when and where. As a, as a parent, just like Yeshia uh, Benin, you don't want to always give in. You don't want to always put your foot down and make things go your way. You want to know when and where is the right time to do it. You want to think about why you're doing it. And I yourself, with the right amount of balance and Siat Neshmaya and Tfila, we're able to see a lot of Nachas from our children.